Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete. I'm Kerry Rouse, and I travel to racetracks around the U.S., where I interview members of the racing community and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I'm here with Rob Connors, and we are at Road America, at June Sprints yes, in Wisconsin. Sir. And I hear you're a local. I am, yeah, about 45 minutes. So just uh, north end of Cedarburg. Okay. Nice, nice. Don't even have to get on the highway to get here. Nice oh, country road. Nice. Road so you were, you were a racing B-Spec. Yep. And can you tell me a little bit about the car you're racing? Sure. Running a 2009 Honda Fit. Um, built three of them last year with a buddy of mine, Paul. Built uh, one for him, one for us, and one for me. Um, kind of always been a Honda guy, so it was uh, the car in the list that made sense to us. Yep. Uh, they seem to do well in the group. Not always the winners, but uh, at least finishers, if you will. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Honda's kind of where my brain lands anyway so yeah cool so yeah. how long have you been doing b-spec racing um actually the last year was my first year oh really um, yep so built uh like i said built all three of them last year we uh paul who i race with uh and i both had st uh stu cars um and after you know ten thousand dollar engines every time you had a problem it was just like what else can we do? We want to be out here and not go broke, you know? Yep. And uh, this fit the bill. Um, so I actually, my chassis, uh, I brought up from Texas, from down by you guys, and uh, blown motor, but rust free. So yep. uh, found a low mileage motor for 500 bucks, might have been even 450. Found a transmission that had like 40,000 miles on it for like $300. Yep. And uh, swapped the motor and tranny in it. Drove it as a street car for a month or two while I was building the other two cars. Kind of made sure everything was sorted, if you will, you know, um, before I put it on track and found out that there was some other gremlin that I didn't know about. Yep. And uh, everything was great. So started cutting it up and turning it into what it is. So, well, how, how long did you race STU before that? Uh, just two years before that, um, that I was personally running. Most of my uh, racing time has been spent in fabrication and, uh, you know, wrenching on. So, crew and assembly and support. Really? For what type of racing? Uh, done a lot with SVRA. Um, we did a, actually, Paul and I owned a car together with for Champ Car. So, we rented out seats and... Um, Ran a Volkswagen GTI and Champ car for a while, probably like five years with that car. Um, and then uh, One Lap of America, done a bunch of a couple awesome. of cars for One Lap. Um, yeah, SVRA. Just recently this year, been doing some PCA stuff, Porsche Club. Um, kind of a day job of mine, if you will, like a part-time job with a, a, work, a Porsche race prep shop. Uh, here, kind of local-ish, so um, Lannan, which is a little bit further southwest than my place. Is, I mean, so. is that what you do full-time, or do you have another job that you do? Yeah, so that's all kind of changed lately, um, kind of trying to get something that... So I was in the mechanic world, I was running a, just a streetcar shop, uh, just regular old automotive 
local business. I ran a shop for about six years, so wrenching, doing the front half, service manager, service advisor, technician, whatever, like yep. kind of wherever it had to be. Yep. And uh, this past fall, got out of that, uh, bought a screen printing and embroidery business, and uh, kind of trying something new for myself. And while that gets ramped up, I got this part-time gig doing race car prep on some horses. Yeah, so you, you have a, a lot of experience with uh, dealing with cars. So a lot of people get into this and they're like, well, this is my first time, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of funny because naturally you would think like the more you know, the bigger and better your car gets, right? Like you, you start with a, you know, maybe a production level and then you work your way up into all of a sudden you're driving a, a cup car, right? Or something crazy. And I went the other way. I was like, I don't want to work on it. I just want to race it. Yeah. So put it like we were here two weeks ago doing a test day with actually with Porsche Club. Um, so I was like working and running my own car as a test day. Yep. And uh, I loaded the car up and didn't touch it until I came back today. So that's awesome. Sat in the trailer, didn't have to do squat. So. Yeah, that's that's probably not true for almost any other class. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't think of any other car that I've had any experience with that you didn't have to at least nut and bolt. So let's just say there's somebody who doesn't know how to put a race car together, but they want to race and they're looking at the B-Spec class. Yep. So they just want to go out and buy a race car that's somewhat competitive. Yeah. What are they going to spend, do you think? So it's funny you say that because I built three of these second generation fits last year and one was Paul and mine. We were gonna run it in the Champ Car Series um, and we ended up deciding we just didn't have time to do that and wanna kinda cash in on it. And uh, we sold that car for 13.5, I think. Okay. And that seems to be, you know, like a, a fully built car um, that's in like ready to race condition. Yeah. Seems to be that like 12 to 15 range. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of rentals out there. There's a ton of them. Um, you know, and sometimes they turn over a chassis. You know, they want to make a new one and you know, let go one of the ones that they you know have been running for a couple of years. But yeah, yeah, I would say, and I can't imagine any other class that you could be like, 15 grand, I can literally just buy it, put it on a trailer, and show up at the track. Yeah, yeah. And barely need any spares. If you have a set of slicks and a set of reins. If you don't break anything or damage anything, you can make it through the week. Yeah, yeah. I so I I don't know anything about cars. Okay. I, I like to race. Yeah. But I don't know anything about cars, and I don't really have the desire or time to to learn. Okay. Um. So uh, the Rive and Drive was definitely a, the solution for me. Yeah. Using Chris Taylor, and um, it's also an opportunity for me to test out like the car, like or in the class, like. Right. Do I like the class? Do I like the car? It would be horrible to commit to something because, you know, and now right now resale is pretty good. Mm -hmm. But when I got in two and a half years ago, you know, one, if you want to sell a car, you're going to lose a lot of money. Right. But, um, yeah, so, you know, renting from somebody I think is a good idea. But what, what other things should people know about the class? Like all the, I mean, what are the some of the good points? about the class we know it's affordable what else do you like about the class it seems like it's well monitored in the essence of uh performance index like across the board they're kind of always 
Well, last year here, they had a dyno at the track, and they took the top, I think it was like five or eight cars, and all of them were on the dyno. They're putting data in the cars to, you know, figure out where things need to be. Um, I mean, they've got restrictors figured out for the right, you know, for this chassis and that chassis, and, you know, changing weights in, as, as things develop. Um, hot topic in V-Spec sometimes is Mini Coopers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of the people that choose those cars are also just good drivers, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, I... You look at my chassis, and Paul always out, typically outruns me. Um, and top qualifier today was in the same car that I was in. Yeah. Um, so I know it should be capable. I don't know if it's a setup. I would imagine it's more me than anything else. But um, they're indexed well. They're they're they have a good uh, control, I think, on multiple cars being in the group. Yeah, I think for today the first qualifying. Uh, the, as a fit was number one. Yep. Uh, John Phillips was number two, okay. and he's in a Yaris. Yaris. Yep. Yeah, that Yaris. And number sedan. three was Joe McCullough, okay. and he's in a Mazda two. Right. So three different chassis, three different brands, top three spots. Yeah. Like they've got them ironed out, you know, to the point where. Now I, there are some minis here, but I'm I'm not sure who they are. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think there's any heavy hitters in the minis yeah. right now here. Um, I know there's a, uh, normally what well, South races seem to attract more minis. I don't know why, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. that's okay. I race up here and minis have a weird set of rules that I don't necessarily, uh, I guess I can't say I agree, but seems, seems unfair or seems seems like that's the gray area in the whole group is yeah. the, is the mini cooper yeah so, but yeah no I, I i agree there's been a lot a lot more talk even in recently i know they just added some weight to them okay but um we'll have to see you know if, yeah. if it's really enough weight so yeah i um i'll never own a mini cooper even if it's the best chassis to drive um just not my thing you know if i'm gonna have to work on it myself then it's gonna be a Asian car, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, what got you into the very first time you got into some kind of either pushing a car situation? What was that for you? Pushing a car? You yeah, said? yeah, pushing a car on it in some way, more than street driving. Um, yeah, street car. So, uh, let's see here. Autocross was probably my first experience in a like closed circuit, if you will, yep. um, and then from autocross started to do some track days, um, did a Optima streetcar shootout, um, with a Honda, had a Honda Civic for a little while with a, it's like 320 horsepower, had made it all wheel drive, and uh, unfortunately its life ended here at Road America. Oh really? Yeah, so, um, coming out of the carousel, um, got off track left and zipped all the way back across the track and into the wall uh, on the right, right. side so, yeah. oh man but uh, yeah that, there was no coming back from that one that wasn't fully caged um, just had a harness bar in it and uh, the harness bar bent so the chassis actually started to collapse and uh, yeah, it was a bad wreck unfortunately but I walked away okay um, chassis was not salvageable yeah and the strut tower was like 
under the firewall. So I was uh, salvage what you can and throw away the rest. And then I kind of committed to not being on closed course without a cage. Yeah. That was uh, that was the like deciding thing for me. Yeah. There's a lot of people that do track days and stuff like that, and but I don't know my. Uh, after that experience was just nope. I and I've crashed plenty since with a cage and also been fine. And those chassis have been reusable, luckily. So not that I like to crash in particular, but <laughs> if I'm gonna push something, I know it needs a cage. Do you do you have friends and family that follow along? Not really. Um, I actually was recently having a conversation with you know like. I don't have any crew listed today. You know, I spent my seven hundred dollars. I've got four spots. I can bring whoever I want, and I don't even have a couple of friends that want to show up. You know, <laughs> God. Um, so be it. I don't mind. I uh, I kind of enjoy it being easy. You know, like uh, get a bunch of friends around and family around, and you got to pay attention to what they got going on, plus what you're up here doing, and it's almost. A little more relaxing to me to just come up, deal with my car on my own. I have control over what I'm doing and leave it at that. I mean, you and Paul are kind of working together on. Yeah, stuff, true. So. You know, we've. Uh, I started working on Paul's cars. Let's see here, probably like eight years ago. Um, and yeah, you know, we've got some family and friends that kind of come around every once in a while and. I, uh, I think it reinstills my previous point of like, it's just an added element of crap you gotta deal with. Yeah. If that like make, and I don't wanna sound like a loner or a hobbit or anything, but <laughs> at the same time, you know, it's you just know, like. This is your time and you can enjoy right. it more. I got time between races, I gotta work on the car. I don't wanna be, oh, my wife's here, I need to. You know, make sure yeah. I spend some time with her. You know, she made it up. You know, she went out of her way to come up here. You know, just, she doesn't want to be here. I don't need her here, yeah. I guess, if you will. <laughs> so. so how are you How are you doing this weekend? How, how was the first qualifying session? First qualifying session was good for me uh, if I stack myself up against myself. Um, like I said, we were here two weeks ago. I did run a faster time today than I did two weeks ago. So, I mean, I'm making progress internally. Um, Looks like I've got a cracked rotor uh, yeah. that needs a little bit of attention, so must be using the brakes. Yeah. Uh, so got enough spare parts and tools to do it, and no family here to get in the way, so <laughs> and get it fixed. We got a qualifying session at four o'clock this afternoon. So what's your really what's your best time here in a best B -spec? time here in B spec? I think is like a two fifty six. Okay. Uh, last last year, I think qualifying for the sprints. Okay. Two fifty six, which. Still doesn't put me very high in the running, but still enjoy myself. Yeah, I mean, if you if you can just continue to drop your times, right. I mean, um, it's you don't want to get discouraged. I mean, I, I I'm in the same boat. Like right. I am not going to compare myself to some of the front runners. I yeah. want to get close to them, but I have got to beat my time from last time. Right, right? that's important to me. Yeah. So what what do you think about the track now that it's been repaved? It's nice. I mean, uh, there's a lot of markers that were literally in the pavement yeah. that are gone and that's why we you know like made sure we were up here a couple of weeks ago in a not in a practice session in a track day session where it's just all right can't win practice right so come up here and just 
see where everything is and you know learn the marks that are now gone start using stuff off track or whatever it happens to be so yeah that's a little adjustment it's kind of nice to almost nice to have a new challenge here because uh, this is home if you will so um i would say 80 percent of my on closed course track time has been here oh wow so um and that being in champ car you know you run a 16 hour race here you do more you did two two hour stints or an hour and a half stint and uh i mean you got three hours on track um it adds up quick you know yeah so, you know this weekend what do we have uh yeah two 25 minute qualifies and then like a 35 minute race or something like that yeah so it's less than two hours for three days worth of whatchamacallit so yeah that champ car was that was probably my favorite part about champ car was like could literally work on one turn if you wanted to and just go out there and turn laps keep the car together all right cool i'm gonna try this a little different in turn five or you know this seems slow in turn eight i'm gonna i'm gonna do this different i'm gonna try this and it was uh just a lot of track time for the money and are you thinking about doing more endurance in the future you know scca it, like keeps talking about bringing endurance racing into some of their events uh, we were actually just talking to one of the board members an uh, hour ago or just before our session. And uh, the festival of speed that's here at the end of, I think it's end of July or beginning of August, um, they're talking about trying to add in an endurance race, kind of adjust the schedule enough that they can do an endurance race. A lot of other series do. Um, Porsche Club is qualify, qualify, sprint, sprint, enduro on Sunday. Um, and then uh, Midwestern Council is a local series. Same thing. Qualify Friday, race on Saturday, race on Sunday, and then enduro on Sunday afternoon. Um, so it seems like it's something that they really should work back into or work at adding it. Um, if they were doing it and we were already here, I would probably have already signed up for it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, other series that do have endurance, um, haven't done anything besides Champ Car and the endurance side of things, um, but not opposed to it. I mean, like I said, to have that much track time in one sitting is very unique. Like, I, I think it's to go out, do 25 minutes here, um, and always be worried about your best lap, opposed to go out in endurance and have a whole different mindset of keep the car together and just improve slowly improve and you know we were middle of the pack cars in champ car but like i said the uh the track time and experience was so i know you've been to the track here quite a bit um are there any other tracks you've been to that you really really like so i've been to a lot of tracks that i haven't driven on so like i've been to sebring and haven't driven on. i've been to daytona and only done like a track tour been to VIR and haven't driven on it. Um, NOLA, well, uh, one lap of America. So you go to like 13 tracks in a week. Yes. And uh, I, I just didn't get on track. I didn't have my car. It wasn't so. There's a bunch of tracks that I've been to that I would like to get on on course. Uh, Watkins Glen is probably my biggest like a, a want. You know, yep. if I had unlimited <clears throat> funds and there was a race available that I, you know, had time to go to, that would be probably my top pick. Yeah. Um, 
been to Coda, haven't been on track. Um, yeah, all sorts of places. So this one lap, I, I covered two days of the one oh, lap cool. of America yeah. this, this year. This past year? Okay. Um, I met him in um, Eagles Canyon yep. in Decatur, and then I followed them to uh, Hallett in Oklahoma. Okay. So two days. Yeah. But it was really cool event. Yeah. So when you when you did it, you weren't on track on those days, but were you not on track the whole time? Or Correct. Just yeah, I was. Uh, I was the uh, third person in a car. Oh. So I built a wide body SLS uh, for Todd Trepper. Um I didn't build it myself, but uh, I participated in it. So we kind of did like a, a GT3 replica of the SLS, so as a street car. So it was um, five inches overall wider in the rear than uh, the factory car. The only panel that we didn't customize was the doors and the roof, uh, the gold wing doors, you know, so we're definitely weren't playing with those. But, uh, you know, hood, bumper, fenders, rear quarters, skirts, rear diffuser, rear bumper, deck lid, GT wing, the whole thing. So it was uh, a very unique build. And uh, his dad was running a Panamera. So I got to just like jump in the back seat of the Panamera and kind of ride along for most of the event. Um, so I got to drive the Panamera at uh, Daytona, but just the oval. I didn't yeah. do the. Uh, yeah. But still, that's that's a experience in itself. You know, driving at an angle. Yeah, so. I've been to, the only place I've been where there's I've been to Homestead. Okay. I don't think there's well, you know, that's a pretty high angle, but probably not like right. Daytona. Yeah, Daytona and Bristol, I think, are the. Not that I know much about circle track or oval track, but uh, I think they're two of the steepest ones. Okay. So. Well, I'll have, I've been to Daytona. I want to check it out. Yeah. Um, my only experience on VIR was this past weekend. I was there for SRO race. Okay. And I got to do a hot lap and a, and a Roush Mustang. Nice. So, that, you know, that was fun. Heck yeah. <laughs> That's a gorgeous facility. I mean, um, VIR, Road America, and Watkins Glen all kind of have that, like, just sprawled out, you know, home feeling vibe, you know, yeah. they just, uh, there isn't, you're not like right next to a big city, but yet you're not too far away from civilization, if you will. Yeah. Um, you go to Circuit of the Americas and it's kind of, I mean, it's not far from Austin, but it's still bumbly when you get out there, I guess. Oh yeah, bit, there's, you know? no, there's not, right. there's and it's, it's not like a forest like it is here. Right, yeah, it's, exactly. It's pretty much cement everywhere, you know, and buildings. Right. Um, so let me ask you about maybe the most memorable race you've had, and why was it the most memorable? Oof. Most memorable. Oh, man. Memorable good or memorable bad? Well, I don't maybe, know. Maybe, yeah, I guess maybe one of both. Hey. Yeah. So just uh, this earlier this year in B-Spec, we were at Blackhawk. Um, Paul and I took first and second. He took first, I took second nice. on the Saturday race, uh, regional race. So, you know, it's about where I stack up. Is regionally, I can do okay. Nationally, bottom half is, is kind of my average. But uh, unfortunately, rain race. Miata spun in front of me, and I was like, oh, I got enough room. I can get by him. I can get by him. He was kind of like spinning off and heading left, and I had enough room to stay on track and yep. get around him track right. Yep. And uh, last second, he made one more correction. Uh, the car did a whole nother 180, uh, snapped the steering knuckle, took out the fender. Um, 
tire was, you know, like halfway under the car. The only thing holding the ball joint separated. Um, so it was kind of a mess. But back to the B spec side of things, I put the thing back together for like 500 bucks. A steering knuckle, a lower control arm, a fender. Happened to find one that was already white painted in town. Um, a tire. <laughs> And, you know, I put a new wheel bearing in and stuff like that. A wheel speed sensor. But it's still, like, to rip the corner off of the car and not not mobile at all and be able to put the whole thing back together for 500 bucks. There's most other cars here, you can't get a fender for 500 yeah, bucks. Yeah, no, you no, know? no, you can't. So, yeah, that was, uh, that, like, reinstilled my choice for B-Spec. was like, all right, yeah, cool, you can have a problem and not be done for the season yep. you know so yeah i was um i've had some bad luck bad luck at coda i've had a hub go out during a race so i okay. couldn't finish um had a transmission go out that they had to swap out so i okay. lost one session and then uh not this year at coda but the year before uh, i got rear-ended at the end of the long straight as i was making the turn oh okay and it flipped the car oh wow but um to, to you know, to going back to B spec again, I, I think the total repair on that, with everything that happened, was like thirty five hundred. Right. So it wasn't a brand new car. Right. But but it was still back on track and reusable. Oh yeah. For yeah. A fraction of what most. Like I said, I work at a Porsche race shop, so it's like, oh, lost a transmission, ten Gs, or you know, more when it gets into the crazier stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, we just put a $40,000 body kit on a cup car. Like, I built all three of the fits last year for less than $40,000. Yeah. yeah. Less than, I mean, probably $35,000. Yeah. You know, so. You know, what was stopping me really also from from owning one mm -hmm. is I did not at the time have a truck or a trailer. It's like, oh, my God. I mean, if you don't have a truck or trailer, then that, no, that, that's, that's... It does add up. It, that yeah. adds up if you don't already have it. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, it was still just cheaper for me to to rent. So. Yeah. And, yeah, and like you were saying, it's kind of the right fit for depending on... So there's all sorts of different racers in it. You know, there's people that are like me, built in the... You know, I did every single thing on the car. Built the cage, wrapped it. Uh, so from bodywork to metal fab. Yeah. You know, all of the prep, everything, down to the alignment. You know, everything was on me. Or a drive and drive. Yeah, you know, like there's and there's everything in between. Yeah. Oh, I need to have my cage done, but I'll build out the rest of it. Or I'll gut it, and then they can build the cage, yeah. or whatever it happens to be. You can really find, do as much as you want, or do as little as you want. Yeah, you can kind of go either direction. Well, how would you suggest for people to get started in the sport? Yeah, I guess it depends on what you're what you're looking to take on. Like we were just talking, you know, you can kind of decide which end of the spectrum you want to be in. Like, do I want to just buy a car and build the whole thing out and commit right out of the gates, which worked out great for me. I have no regrets at all. Uh, we watched a couple of B-Spec races, and I was like, yeah, cool, let's do that. But you also have had quite a bit of racing experience. Built plenty of race cars. So it, somebody right. with no experience, I mean, it's, it's more like a... Not at to, all. Go to a DE or something like exactly. that, Exactly, right? yeah, DE. Um, and a lot of the rental guys that, you know, there's... There's got to be, what, at least a half a dozen I can think of off the top of my head that, you know, across the country um, that do rentals. Yeah. And I think there's even some guys that have cars stationed across the country. You know, like, 
I could rent my car out to somebody through yeah. somebody else, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and so there's plenty of cars available if you just want to experience yeah. it. Yeah. And um, you don't have to do it in a wheel-to-wheel experience right out of the gate. Right, no. A lot of them rent a car for a track day. Yeah, yeah. Cool? Yeah, no, I don't fit in a Mazda 2. Let's not do that. Or... You know, that, all right, this uh, looks fun, but once I got into it, I realized it was uh, not, the, not, thing. My, not yeah. the thing. You know, I want more speed or whatever it is. You know, yeah. so um, there's so many avenues inside of that one, in inside of B Spec as a single group. Well, man, I don't want to take any more time. You know, you got a rotor to fix. A little, little bit of wrenching to do. So thank you so Absolutely. much for your time. It's yeah, great to meet means. you. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope. We've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like. But I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com, and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag.